0: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
3: You're listening to the Sports Fix. Portions of the Sports Fix brought to you by GV Art and Design. Find all the hottest Cleveland sports gear online at Fix Brought to you by GVR on Detroit Avenue in Find Linkwood. all the hottest Cleveland sports gear online at G <Martiansf2> 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 V dot com. Brought to you by GVR on Detroit Avenue in Lakewood. To
4: the next level, you want to advertise right here with the Sports Fix. Our listeners are among the most loyal listeners on the dial, terrestrial or internet. And our audience is one of the greatest and most receptive audiences in all of radio. The Sports Fix universe is not only listening... Listeners of the radio show, but tens of thousands of fans on Facebook and Twitter. Our social media universe expands by the day, all in the prime demographics to help drive your business directly Directly into into the the winner's circle. circle. Don't take my word for it. The Sports Fix comes with reference upon reference that have done business with us in the past and had some fun along the way. For more information on how we can help you knock your business, event, team, product, or promotion out of the park, email me, Jerry Myers, thesportsfix at AOL.com. That's the Fix at AOL.com. And let me help you swing for the fences and hit it out of the park. Advertise your product right here on the Sports Fix. Hey, it's Hugh
2: Hewitt. And when I want to know what's going on with the Cavs, the Browns, and the Tribe, I tune into Sports Fix.
3: Live in Ohio. It's time to get your fix. The Sports Fix.
4: Welcome in one and all, baby. Time for the Sports Fix. That's right. A Veterans Day edition. And we are live. You can hear it in my voice a little bit, too. Long, long weekend. Long night last night. You put on the tights, you get in the squared circle, and that's what happens to you. I've got a bridge in my nose. Looks like somebody dislocated my septum from my forehead, but that's okay. We are here. We are live. It is Veterans Day. It is the Sports Fix, baby, and we are gonna lock and load and rock and roll like we do each and every weekday at noon. Live right here on the sportsfix.net, streaming around the world on Spreaker and Mixler and the mobile apps, and on 24-7 Digital Delay on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Oh, there's so many platforms, each and every one of you a part of the Sports Fix Nation. Welcome in. I'm your host, the big daddy on the microphone. J-Rock Jerry Myers with you from now until 1:30. 90 minutes locked and loaded today. John McMullen from the Sports Network. Every Monday, he's with us. He'll be with us today, and we'll look. Hey, the Browns are on a bye week, but there was a whole lot of football this weekend. Man, an upset-heavy weekend, too. I'll tell you, some crazy games. It just shows the... The any given Sunday thing. Can't wait to talk to John McMullen about that. We'll get his midseason look at the Browns as well. And of course, now the bye week over for the Browns and the Buckeyes. So we'll start gearing up for some double shots of football coming up this weekend. We've got Dan Wismar from the Cleveland fan. He's with us at one o'clock as he is every Monday. We'll kind of talk a little bit more about the Buckeyes at midseason. Look at how The results of this past weekend, do they help? Do they hurt? Do they really eh, par for the course when it comes to the Ohio State Buckeyes and their hopes to move into one of the top slots for the national championship game? Dan Wismar from the Cleveland fan, he's with us. We're going to talk a little bit of Indians. Hey, the winter meetings are getting ready to kick off, so that means some moves getting ready to be made. We'll talk some Tribe Cavaliers. Up and down weekend for them. Talk some calves, hoops, Veterans Day. I've got some stuff to say about that. Whole lot going on. Phone lines are open early. 216-539-7535 is the number to call. 216-539-7535 is the number to call. Hey, if you can't get to the phone lines, hit us up on Facebook. Facebook.com slash thesportsfix. Tweet with us at The Sports Fix CLE, and I'll read those comments live here on the program throughout the day. And you know what? Throughout the day, as I was saying, if you listen on Digital Delay, hit us up. I read those on the air as well. So it's kind of 24-7. Same thing with the phone lines. They're open 24 hours a day. We take your messages even when we're not live on the air, and we'll play them the next day. So it keeps it all one big Sports Fix 24-7 Universe. Oh, you know what? In just a few minutes, too, I'm going to start this thing off right. We're going to give away a GV artwork t-shirt from our friends at GV Art and Design. But speaking of giving things away, I want to start things off right off the bat. Kick things off and say, for those of you... That are in, and for those of you that are new listeners that didn't get in, this might uh, this might put a little put a little fire to your butt to make sure that you get in next year. The Sports Fix Fantasy Football League. You guys hear us talk about it when we do our weekly fantasy football segments with BJ Riddell. Well, I'm very excited for those of you that follow us on those social media pages that I told you about. Go check them out because we posted today for the first time the unveiling, if you will, as the American dream Dusty Rhodes would say. But we had the unveiling of the official prize that's going to go to the winner of the Sports Fix Fantasy Football League, which consists of myself, a couple of people from behind the scenes here on the show, and a dozen listeners as well. And it's, a, it's something we've done for the last few years. But this year's prize, pretty cool, a custom-made championship belt just um, straight up just wwe boxing ufc style championship belt says sports fix fantasy football champion it's got the logos it's it's really nice our partners at pro-am belts in toledo ohio put this thing together and i'm gonna tell you now this thing i'm gonna put a video actually of me with this thing and talk a little bit more about it. So you guys can get a closer look sometime this week up on our Facebook pages and on our Twitter as well, because it's great. And if it, this is the new thing you see the football teams and you see big poppy had one, you see Aaron Rodgers had one with the discount double check. If instead of trophies in lieu of, Just awards and plaques and the the typical things that people have given away for years, not just in sports, but in fantasy football leagues, in different prize contests and all kinds of different things. Championship belts are becoming kind of the cool thing and pro-am belts. I'll tell you, they can hook you up, and they've got some great prices, some really good quality stuff. When you go look at the belt that they made for the, for the Sports Fix League, you'll be like, wow, and you'll definitely want to hit them up, our friends at pro Belts, and I'll tell you more about them. But, yes, the winner of that league, and out of the 14 teams, I would say it's probably eight people that have anywhere from a realistic to an outside shot of winning this thing. The other guy's, unfortunately, a little too far gone. But top four make the playoffs, and right now, I'm sitting tied for fourth. I'm not even guaranteed a playoff spot yet. This belt's so nice. I'm not even trying to give it away. I love the listeners, but I'm trying to put this bad boy on my mantle place as well, although I will most gladly hand it over to whoever wins this thing. It's going to be good. Matter of fact, Bill Graham and Dean Samples, a couple of listeners of the show, leading the league right now. Uh, one of them's 9-1, and one, one of them's 8-2. and two. So, those two guys leading the trail, but I'm closing in. I'm closing in. But this thing is really nice, and I just wanted to give a shout-out to our friends at Pro-Am Belts. You guys, go check out the pictures on our Facebook page or on our Twitter as well. Don't forget, you can email us to thesportsfix at com. for those of you with longer takes. And remember, 24-7, one-stop shop for all things Cleveland sports thesportsfix.net. Ah, now she start talking about fantasy football. Now some of the people that play in the league want to start chiming in with their comments. Everybody's got it. Everybody's got a reason. Everybody's got a reason why the week didn't go the way it did. How'd your fantasy football week go, by the way? Hopefully it went well. If not, tune in every Thursday, 1240 p.m. B.J. Riddell's with us. Fantasy football for winners, and he'll give you all the hookups and who to sit and who to start, although I'm not, I'm not, Totally happy with BJ this week. I texted him. Tried to get a little inside scoop. Luckily, I won this week, by the way. But I I gave him a choice of a couple of guys and said, which one would you play? Which one would you sit? And let me just say that the one that sat scored a whole bunch of points and the one that played, not so much. But that's okay. That's okay. BJ Riddell, every Thursday, Fantasy Football for Winners. Great segment. So, hey, guys, you know what? Real quick, I want to take a little bit before we get into diving about the sports and stuff because it is Veterans Day, you know, and and here – in Cleveland, that leads to the obligatory Bob Feller references, but it always makes me think, it all, it, that, and it does start with Bob Feller, by the way, and it, but it always makes me think of the differences between sports back in the day and sports now because we, we are Bob Feller-centric here because he's the, the Cleveland guy and he's our story, but his whole era of guys, I mean, you got Joe DiMaggio and Ted Williams and these guys, how many guys, could you imagine today a guy, like, you know, let's just look at Ted Williams. Ted Williams, he finishes a triple crown season. So much like Miguel Cabrera did last year, finishes a, a record-setting, legendary season. The next season, he can, he enrolls in, and he enlists and he goes and serves overseas. And he ends up in 40, 39, whatever, combat missions in the Korean War. World War II, he was a flight instructor. I mean, you don't. You don't see those things nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Could you imagine Miguel Cabrera? Could any, any of these guys, and I'm not saying some of them wouldn't, because there's definitely some of them that would. I mean, that's for sure. And things are a little different now in that not everybody gets drafted. It's different the way things go. The, the number of people make it a little bit of a different setup. But just the, the, the thought of it of a guy could you imagine of a LeBron James and I'm not trying to jump on him because of the Cleveland thing I'm just using him because he's a recognizable worldwide star at the peak of what he does and and all of that so he's the perfect example could you imagine LeBron coming off of winning his championship and winning the MVP and being the gold medal at the Olympics last year, right? He's living high. And could you imagine him holding the press conference not to announce what city is going to allow to pay him millions and millions of dollars and bow at his feet, but to announce that he's going to walk away in his prime and go and serve over in Iraq or Afghanistan because he knows it's, it's the right thing to do. And he wants to serve his country. And then come back over here. And, and, of course, Bruce chimes in. That's exactly where I was going to go because you've all heard the story of Pat Tillman. That's exactly what Pat Tillman did. Pat Tillman, I mean, to me, his story has always been so amazing. I mean, he turns down, what was it, a uh, a one one-point-something million-dollar contract months before from the Cardinals because, no, this is what I've got to do. This is what I want to do. And, of course, we know the story turned out that it was Friendly Fire that killed – him, but the, the point remains the same. And you know what? I'll never forget. Every year I bring this up, Veterans Day week, when this is one of the things that we talk about. And the last few years, there's always, there's always a guy. Last year, I got so mad, really mad, on the air. I remember we were on live on Saturday nights over on the other station. And I got so mad because this guy chimes in on our Facebook page during the show and, and says Pat Tillman was an idiot. And I'm like, what? And and he I said, call in. And this guy calls in and we have this whole this whole to-do because he says Pat Tillman was stupid because nobody should do that nowadays. Who would walk away from all that money and from their own life to do something like serve in the military like that? And his he I couldn't I mean, I couldn't believe it. I could, I guess, because that's the whole That's the mentality of a lot of people nowadays. The the thought process is different, and that's why I say you'll never see guys do that kind of thing. But this guy said that, and I'm like, you know what? I would get mad at you, except it's the fact that people like Pat Tillman go and serve overseas and die that gives you the right to say something like that and do it on the air and tell people that. And I mean, he was clearly – you know he was trolling for an argument and for comments whenever people say something so blatantly firestorm like that you you know what they're looking for and that's what that guy was looking for and and you know I let him make his point and then I countered back I just he really hung himself because he just kept going and and I'm like that's a sad state for your mentality and the mentality of people like you because I'll tell you what if we end up with a whole society like that and I'm just saying I'm not trying to go into this whole thing. But if we end up with a whole society of people who think that it's somebody else's job to do that, and it's somebody else's job to go over there and protect us and we should worry about our money and we should worry about our, our our things and, and we don't want to give up our lives well if that's the case then we're all dead because there will be nobody serving if we're all looking to the next guy to do it there's nobody doing it so it takes a guy like Bob Feller like Ted Williams like all of these guys Pat Tillman these guys that we've talked about it takes those guys to get up and say you know what I don't care and even though the money's different hey Bob Feller I, I truly believe he's the kind of guy that would have done that in the modern era. So, and, and you equate dollars for dollars from the time that he did it to the time now. It's the equivalent of walking away from millions of dollars. It's the equivalent of walk, and it's in the prime too. It's not. At the end of the career, when it's like, you know, I, I felt like I wanted to give more. It's in the prime. It's in those years where where your agent and your attorney would be sitting down with you right now and showing you all the zeros and saying, This is what you're giving up. That's that's kind of the thing. And you could go through, it's not just those guys. I mean, there's dozens over the over the years. Actually, as I was putting together a list of the names, this was kind of what made me wanted to go in this direction with the conversation was so how heavily skewed the names were towards older generation guys and much much less towards the guys from the modern era and I will give you again what I said at the beginning of this which is part of that all comes from the differences in the way the military goes and stuff like that but I mean there's so many I mean Willie Mays I mean I got the list I mean you could just
0: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. word prohibited by law. See terms and conditions
4: 18 plus. Go through Nolan Ryan. These are all guys that walked away from what they did in the middle of what they did and served their country and then came back. They all walked away from some of their their prime peak years. I mean, the list goes on and on. Yogi Berra. David Robinson. You guys remember? I remember growing up and he got drafted and I remember like all the... Sports people wanted him to come out and play. But, you know, David Robinson, man, he did, he did his, and he could have got the exception too, if you guys remember, because they, like, I believe there's been other people that when they've been drafted or when they've gone to a, a like something like that, some something kind of unique like that, I think they've been able to get exceptions before, but not David Robinson. He made the Spurs wait. The Spurs took him knowing what they would get. And he knew, he knew that he had a, million-dollar NBA career sitting in front of him, but he went and did his tours of duty that he had to do. He went and did his military commitments first, the admiral, before he went out there and played ball. And, I mean, and there's a guy. Look at it, We talk about now. Now we talk about should guys play their sophomore year because they get hurt before they go to the draft playing the sport that they're going to play professionally. Should they risk an extra season of play and risk their future earnings. These cats were risking their lives. Forget their future earnings. They didn't have agents sitting there pulling out the pie graphs and the charts and saying, look at what you're doing here. Uh, you know. So it's a different mindset. And that's not to say, and I will say this again, that's not to say that we don't have guys among us and in our sports that would stand up right now if – Dollar to Donuts was the same. They would do the same thing. there are, I truly believe there's guys like that. And that's where it's a little different. But it's just, it's a good way to intertwine the world that we live in in sports. It's such a good thing. You look back and see those guys and it's just amazing. But the list really does heavily spewed, skewed, excuse me, towards the guys from more back in the day and less towards now. But as I said, could you imagine, could you imagine a guy nowadays doing that walking away saying, Hey, you know what? I've got to go do whatever. And you know what? If he did some idiot, some talking head on some station would say, just like that guy that called my show last year and say how stupid that guy was for going out there and doing it. When in all honesty, stupid is the person that would make a comment like that. Ken Norton senior on my list here just reminds me. Cause as I turn to my right at my desk, I've got a black and white autograph. It's nice, too. It's one of those professional, you know, done in a dark room photographs taken from Ken Norton and Ali. And it's autographed by Ken Norton as he's decking Ali. And then underneath it, I've got my my prize paperweight. It's an actual bronze fist, life size bronze fist of Ken Norton Senior's hand, his right hand. And it's huge. You hold it up next to yours, his thumb. It's like, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like the size of a freaking Johnsonville brat. I'm telling you, this guy's hand is um just a ham hock, man. But I, he's on my list too. And I look to my right and I go, oh yeah, that guy right there. So on top of being a boxer and on, on top of being a member of four different hall of fames, he was also a Marine. And that's just uh that was just a tie in there. I'm telling you, as I look on the list, it's hey, that guy, Ken Norton. So, you know, veterans day. All that wraps up to the fact that even though it's not the same, I, I just want to get back to that. I'm definitely not sitting here saying, hey, look at these guys aren't going out there and joining. But you know what? Pat Tillman wasn't that long ago. Pat Tillman wasn't in another era. Pat Tillman was in today. I mean, it might have been, you know, however many years ago it was, but it was this era. So, you know, it still can be done. And you still will hear. You'll you'll hear the occasional story of it, but nothing like you did before. Like I said, Imagine the day when ESPN calls the press conference and LeBron James sits down and says, this is tough, this is tough, Jim Gray, but uh, I've decided to take my talents to the U.S. Marine Corps and defend our country. He will never never be at the Boys and Girls Club making that announcement. And not just him, I dare say (laughs) the majority of athletes just like him. But without those guys, not those guys, without those guys that do do that, without those guys that have done it, Without guys like Pat Tillman, who have given the ultimate sacrifice, we don't get. I'm not sitting here talking to you. You don't have the rights and the freedom to sit there and listen to me. We might all be listening. We joke about corporate radio. We might all be listening to government censored corporate radio. Guys like me might be, you know, they might shoot a guy like me down for speaking my mind if it wasn't for guys like that that fight no matter what they do for our country. So. Shout out to that and, and kudos to everybody, not just athletes, but everybody who's ever put on a uniform and defended our country on Veterans Day. This one's for you. We're going to take the break. When we come back, we will start talking some sports. I mean, that was a little bit sports, but we're going to talk some basketball. CSU, big comeback win. Huge. Actually, I really, if you guys got a chance to check them out the other day, great win for the CSU Vikings to kick off the season. Iona, tournament team from last year. Ohio State. Big blowout victory, much to be expected, taking on Morgan State. And the Cavs, an up-and-down weekend for the Cavaliers. Let's talk some basketball when we come back. Still got John McMullen from the Sports Network talking NFL. Dan Wismar talking about all kinds of stuff. We've got a huge show coming. Tell somebody else to tune in. We have just popped the top on this Veterans Day edition of the Sports Fix.
1: This is the Sports Fix. Are you talking to me? Yes. Are you talking to me? Yes. Are you
0: talking to me?
1: Yes. Hey, call me, Mr. Pig. Ah! <laughs> we'll call you whatever you like, as long as we can call you a fan of the Sports Fix.
4: Guys want to take just a second as we head into this break and remind you about the official business printing source of the sports fix, our friends at signs and ship signs and ship. I'm telling you, Chris and Pam, they've taken care of me since day one and they can do the same for you. Whether you're a small business, that's, already been established and you're looking to grow to that next level and expand your business or perhaps you've got an idea that you just know is going to be a great business and you need to figure out how to brand it and how to promote it and put it out there Signs and Ship is the place for you. If you need a logo they can create one for you. They have a fantastic graphic designer business cards, signs, banners, yard signs, mobile advertising, anything you can think of that you need to promote your business. They've got it at Signs and Ship. The best thing about them too is each of their locations whether it's the home base here in Elyria, Ohio, that I work with, or their spots in Virginia, Florida, and Pennsylvania. It's all local sourced. Very important to me because we all understand that small business is the lifeblood of the community. So check them out, signsandship.com, or call Chris and Pam today, 440-323-6060, the home office in Elyria, Ohio. Signs and Ship, quality printing at affordable prices. You're listening to The Sports Fix. We'll be right back you love Cleveland, and you already know how much we love Cleveland. You know who else loves Cleveland? GV Art and Design. Design. Everyday fans, you and I wear our pride on our sleeves. Now, you can wear your pride on your chest. GV Art and Design has one of the hottest Cleveland sporting lines. Whether it's their Cleveland that I love design, or perhaps it's the Superman birthplace of a hero line of team-themed designs. Whether you're a fan of the Indians or Browns, the Lake Erie Monsters or the CSU Vikings, the Cleveland Cavaliers, or just Cleveland in general, GV Art Art & Design has a logo, design, or style for you. Sports Fix listeners, as a special treat, every time you make a purchase from GV Art & Design, use the sales code FIX and save 10% on your total purchase. Log on right now to GVArtWork.com, check out all of their fantastic designs, and don't forget, use the sales code FIX to save 10% on your total purchase. Follow GVArtWork.com on Facebook, and remember, GV Art & Design, it's not just a shirt, It's a statement.
3: SportsFix listeners like us on Facebook today. Facebook.com slash the SportsFix. Football season is party season at Harry Buffalo North Olmsted. Everyone wins at Harry Buffalo. Every Saturday is Coors Light College Football Saturday with $6 pitchers, four bottles for $10, bucks, and the Buckeyes and Full HD. Oh, hey. Football season is most definitely party season, and your headquarters is Harry Buffalo North Olmsted all winter long. Harry Buffalo, join the herd. Ohio. Oh, hey. Portions of the Sports Fix brought to you by Quick Lane at Valley Ford Truck, home of the low-price tire guarantee. Quicklane.com slash Valley Ford Truck. Hey,
5: everybody, this is Jerry the King Lawler from WWE, and you're listening to the Sports Fix. Yeah.
4: Welcome back to the Sports Fix, streaming live here on the SportsFix.net. That's right. Shut them down, baby. Shut everybody else down. Turn up the Sports Fix and tell somebody else to listen to. I'm pumped up. You should be, too. It is Monday, baby. We are kicking off another week here live on the Sports Fix. Thanks to everybody with us. Like I said, hey, take a second right now. Tell somebody else to tune into the show. Tell somebody else to take a listen. Whether you're on Facebook or Twitter or whatever you're on, use your social media in Mixler. Click the little share button. Use the buttons on your different medias to share what we're doing. Let's get this place popping off here today on this Veterans Day. J-Rock with you. Welcome back to the Sports Fix. We open things up looking at the spirit of the day. Now let's get into the spirit of the season. Basketball kicking off, not just for the Cavaliers, couple of college debuts this weekend as well. The Buckeyes and the Vikings get into it. I'll tell you what. The Buckeyes' victory, I think, obviously, Morgan State, much, much expected. You know, that's a top-ten team. I think they showed early on that they're going to, you know, do their thing. We'll talk more about that. The Vikings, we talked Friday. We talked on Wednesday as well when Chris Moore joined us, and he'll be with us again this coming Wednesday to talk about the victory. But Iona, the Gales are a tough team. They were a tournament team last year. That was a a last-minute game, actually, if you remember, that kind of fell into the into the Vikings laps with their schedule there. So, you know, Coach Waters was very intrigued in seeing what happened with that game. And, you know, the first half of the game was a tale of two halves. Because the Buckeyes they felt, or excuse me, the Buckeyes, the Vikings, they fell down and they fell down hard. They were early. They were down big. But a second half comeback, I'll tell you what, Anton Grady, we talked about what he was going to be to this team. He had a double-double. And not only that, we talked about a couple of other guys. We talked about Trey Lewis. We talked about John Harris. Both of those guys played roles in this and I think showed why this team is something to be excited about and look forward to. Cleveland State Vikings hoops, they kick off the season with a 73-69 comeback victory and really a tale of two halves. Down 15 at half. Cleveland State was trailing 44 to 29, but a, a reversal. They scored 44 points of their own in the second half, and like I said, it equaled up to a 73-69 victory. And talking about those other guys, those were great pieces to the game. But the MVP to me is Bryn Forbes, 22 points, six boards. We talked all summer long about how that kid. He was the newcomer of the year last year in the Horizon League, and there were big things expected and big things coming forward, hopefully, for him this year. He played well overseas. He played well in the first game, the preseason exhibition against Lake Erie, and kicked off his season in style. Anton Grady with that double-double we talked about, 13 points, 11 boards. Trey Lewis had five assists. I mean, the 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 Vikings were all over the place in the second half playing that defense, and you could just feel You could just feel the second half, them grabbing that momentum little by little. And it wasn't until right at the end, too. There's, what, about two and a half minutes left when Trey Lewis hit the three-pointer. Finally gives the Vikings the lead after they fought their way back throughout, held it out, and then closed things out with some free throws down the stretch and a last-minute defensive stand. And there it is. Boom. All adds up to an opening season victory. For CSU, They've now won four straight season openers. They've won five of their last six. Brent Forbes, as I said, that 22 in now just the beginning of his sophomore season, his fifth 20-point game. Trey Lewis had 20 points, five boards, five assists. I'm telling you, he had to sit out last year. That's a piece that the Vikings are glad that they've got, that they can add to that. You know, another thing. With Lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. DW group void prohibited by law. See terms
4: and conditions 18 plus. Two defensively, this was the one that made Coach Waters smile the most, is these two stats. Iona averaged 81 points a game last year. They scored 69 points against the Vikes. And we had eight blocked shots from Vikings defenders. John Harris, that was the other name I brought up. He transferred over. We we told you guys that that was something that was – he was another person to look for. John Harris had four block shots, and Anton Grady, again, three on his own, 22 offensive boards, only 11 turnovers. It all adds up to a 73-69 victory for the Cleveland State Vikings as they kick off the season. And Coach Waters had a good point too. That's also very important because when you're talking about – the next few games being on the road because you're at San Francisco at Texas Arlington at Eastern Morris, as you start to get into the tournament play there coming up. So, you know, that's three in a row on the road. You want to start your season with the tough team with the victory and give you a little confidence there heading down the road too. And then you've got Kentucky coming. This is going to be a, a stretch for the next couple of weeks where this team gets its feet from underneath it. But we start to get an idea for what kind of defensive identity I think. And offensively too, because everybody focuses on coach waters teams and their defense, but offensively, this team is showing me, but you can't start. Obviously you can't start the way you did because you're not going to, every game, you're not going to close those deficits. Although yeah, you know, it's funny too because we talk about that's the same same thing that's been plaguing the Cavaliers as well is they're having a hard time playing a whole game. It's one or the other, and we keep saying, "Well, you can't start slow as well as the Cavaliers found out." Same thing here, and Coach Waters said that's something that he's going to address. Is as much as it feels good to come back and get the victory, you don't want to put yourself in that position, down fifteen in the hole, and have to come back from it. You know, talking about. That exact same thing. Let's talk about the Cavs real quick from the past weekend, Friday night. You guys, I mean, what more can be said? Although I'm gonna throw this out there right now, uh, there were some people driving me nuts. This why Cavs Twitter. We, you guys, you guys know my thing about game twitters and how some of the fans and I use air quotation marks as I say that because I doubt their 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 true fanhood some of the things that I see during the games I don't like it it's why I turn off Twitter for the most part during the games anymore because it's just not fun it's just not enjoyable to me to listen because I'm watching people in in game 5 in game 6 and I'm watching Fire Mike Brown hashtags going out here, and how this is the worst. This team's worse than the three past Cavs teams put together. And I'm, I'm like, listen, you guys are driving me nuts with this stuff, man. I can't. I don't understand how. And it's, you know what? I'm thinking they don't. Those are just the really loud minority that are on social media like Twitter. But man, a true fan can't be on there and enjoy themselves. Watching or watching the action because I did. I said, man, I I hadn't tried Cavs Twitter in a while. I said, man, Cavs Twitter is no better than Indians Twitter or Browns Twitter here. They want to fire everybody. They want to replace everybody. The whole team stinks and only in Cleveland. There we go. I just summed up watching the next Cavs game on Twitter for you. There you go. So anyways, but Friday night, getting away from that. That first quarter, you had to think, man, this is hot. You think, man, these guys, we're going to roll these guys, man. Philadelphia rolling over for us. We were up a dozen, and er, the the brakes came on that train really quickly. And I want to jump out there by saying, hey, first off, man, whoever went and made, I wish I could go back two weeks in time, as I'm knocking everything over here, I wish I could go back two weeks in time and go put some money on Vegas on that 16 win total for Philadelphia because that that it was like the lowest the over under on their season win total was the lowest any team had ever been given in their season odds well i mean in their first week they had already beaten philadelphia or excuse me they had already beaten chicago they had already beaten miami and they've got a victory over the cavs too so I mean, those are three, you know, that is the other thing I said too. I'm like, okay, the Cavs are the worst team in the world because they just lost to Philadelphia, but didn't Chicago and Miami both also lose to this same team? And I know each is a thing onto its own and each is unique to itself. I'm not saying just because one team and another, you, you know what I mean? But it, the principle is the same. So the fans in Miami sure weren't going. Man, this Heat team sucks. We need to fire the coat. Well, that's <laughs> that's a different conversation that I could have because I don't think Eric Spoelstra is all that. But anyways, nobody's hashtagging fire Spo after they dropped that game. Nobody's saying trade Derrick Rose. He's a bum after they lost. You know, I'm my point is just that. It's not an enjoyable experience to be on Twitter during a Cavs game. I think that's my true point. But, you know, calm down, guys. Seriously. I-, I did like the fact that they came back and won the next night, although they fought themselves on that one, too, because you come back to Cleveland, I mean, really, they got rolled. After that opening quarter Friday night, they got absolutely rolled. And that that thing got ugly quick on Friday night. But I did like the fact that they came back and they won that game on Saturday. It was gritty. Hey, you guys, that was a good basketball game, too. I mean, you know, defensively, you probably had your issues there at the end. But if you're taking out the analyst, take out the sports talk part of yourself, just watching the game double overtime. Game winners being missed on both sides. And that was a pretty good, pretty good little entertaining game there between the Cavs and the Sixers. And the Cavs did pull it off Kyrie. I mean, he gave him three shots at the game winner, but he did, he did at least get that final game winner. But really, it should have never got to that when the Cavs, I can't remember if it was the end of regulation or the end of the first overtime where they had like a seven point lead, seven point lead with less than a minute to go. And somehow ended up going to another overtime. So that's what I'm, that's the stuff that makes it not good and not what you wanted to see. But I am glad that they did because they did get a, they did at least get the victory. So to an extent you like that, but there's still so much and you guys in the chat room, see we could go and, and tomorrow we're going to dive in a little more extensively and talk some more calves hoops as well, because there's a lot of things going on. I mean, Anthony Bennett, we know the conversations that have been had there. Although I, I'm, I don't know what we can do except talk about it because Cavs are going to keep doing what they're doing in that regard there. I think that it's way too early there, but I mean, you know, what's the other thing we saw too, is I like Friday night. Here's what I liked. Mike Brown came out and said, this is unacceptable. I'm going to make changes. If I'm going to find the guys that want to play. And that's one thing that I don't, Byron Scott definitely really never came out and did that. I mean, I like the fact and coach didn't just say it. He didn't just say it. He went out and did it. He switched things up because you've got guys. As we know, C.J. Miles has been lighting things up coming off the bench. You've got pieces you can move around. And I, but I do like that Mike Brown wasn't afraid to come out there and say, hey, and this was on Friday night, and he came right out there and backed it up on Saturday. Say, listen, we've got guys. We can, we've got the right guys. I've got to figure out where my guys are. I've got to figure out who wants to play, who's going to give me a consistent effort. Because he was exactly right Friday night. He's like, we got guys playing two-thirds, playing three-fifths of the possessions on defense. But on the other possession, that other 30% of the game, they're looking to the next guy to pick up the slack. And that can't happen. And I agree. And that's the thing we talked about with the depth. Remember we talked about the depth doesn't just mean you've got good players behind good players. That's part of it, of course. But depth also means that you've got some fire and you've got some push for these jobs. You've got somebody that the other guy knows can do what they do. They can do exactly what you do, buddy. So that gives Coach Brown that hammer. To, to make those moves and go, listen, okay, you're not going to play defense? Hit the bench. You're going to come in. You're not going to play defense? See you later. You come out. You're just going to be 50 pounds overweight. You go sit over there next to the guy that won't play defense. It at least gives and I'm having – I'm having some fun, you guys know, but it gives him those options. And I did like to see that he wasn't afraid to throw that out right away. He didn't wait two, three, four weeks down the road and say, well, we might have to start making some changes after things have gone too far. He said, no, I've got the guys, and I've got guys here that I'm going to find. And whether I've got to move, who's got to go here, there, wherever, I'm going to find the guys that are going to play. And we saw a little bit more of that. I'm telling you, C.J. Miles, guys, the way I'm up against a break here, but the way he started the season, you got to like it. Thing is, is, man, I'm me just i don't know about you guys i am i am infatuated with the idea of having that coming off of my bench because you need that you've got to have just like you've got to have your guaranteed stoppers coming off your bench to me you got to have that guaranteed offense coming off the bench i think you know him and jack and jack i think those guys coming off together i like that but but you got to get the points on the board and if it works better to start him i'm not going to argue that don't think i'm going to sit here and fight should CJ Miles come off the bench. If you want him to start, he can start. I'm kind of I'm kind of up in the air on that. But the thing is is he, you got to like the way he started. I don't think he really liked the way last season went for him. It was an up and down season, and so far you got to like what you've seen out of CJ Miles there. We're going to talk a whole lot more about the Cavs this week. Tomorrow we've got some time. We're going to dive into it a little more extensively, but you know, early on here the Cavs sit 3 and 4 tonight and I'm going to preview the game of course a little later cuz you got a test tonight. You're on the road in Chicago. You've got the Bulls. They haven't exactly started off hot and fire either. 2 and 3 to start the season, but that's a dangerous team over there. And did you know because of the injuries that that's actually coming up it's the first meeting tonight between Kyrie Irving and Derrick Rose ever on an NBA floor. Like that's kind of crazy just because you don't realize it, I think. I don't think if somebody didn't point that out, I would have realized it either. But, yeah, it's actually the first on-court meeting between Derrick Rose and Kyrie Irving, a couple of the young stars of the NBA. So we'll preview that game at the end of the show today. I'm going to hit this break so we can come back, talk a little NFL with my man John McMullen from the Sports Network. He's with us every Monday. We're going to talk some NFL football, Week 10 action. I got a lot of questions for him, too, about where he thinks the browns are headed in the second half of the season John McMullen from the sports network live next right here on the sports fix
3: it when y'all least expected it and thought it was safe, I just hit you
5: You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension a
3: dimension of sound, a dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Sports Fix. We'll be right back.
4: I'll tell you what. Whether you just started listening to the show today or you've been listening since the beginning of the Sports Fix, you know that our thing is how proud we are to be from Cleveland, to be in Cleveland, and to get the opportunity to broadcast and represent Cleveland to the world live right here on the Sports Fix each and every weekday. Well, I'll tell you what. That same sentence could just replace the word Sports Fix with our friends GV Art and Design and have the same statement because GV artwork. You guys have seen their stuff all over town. Makers of some of the best cleveland sports apparel you'll ever see unique original designs fantastic they say cleveland that i love and then they put it on their chest and they put it on your chest too don't forget we tell you all the time use the sales code fix any purchase you make with gvartwork.com you'll save 10% on your total purchase just for letting them know that you heard about it right here on the sports fix So whether you check them out, gvartwork.com or check out the brand new store in Lakewood on Detroit Avenue, they are fantastic people with a fantastic product, Cleveland, that we all can love. GV Art and Design, it's not just a shirt, it's a statement. It's an addiction.
5: The Sports
4: Fix will be right back. Business owners and professionals, do you want to take your business, your product, your team, your event to the next level? You want to advertise right here with the Sports Fix. Our listeners are among the most loyal listeners, terrestrial or internet. The Sports Fix Universe is not only the radio show, but tens of thousands of fans on Facebook and Twitter. Email me, Jerry Myers, thesportsfix at AOL.com. That's thesportsfix at AOL.com. And let me help you swing for the fences and hit it out of the park right here on the Sports Fix. I'm here again with Bill Opelich from Quick Lane at Valley Ford. Bill, what's new in the Quick Lane?
3: Battery rebate. Summer is just as hard on your battery as the winter. Quick Lane and Valley Ford will test your battery at no charge. And if you need a battery, we have a $25 mail-in rebate on the purchase of a tested tough motorcraft battery starting at $79.95.
2: Wow, that's a great deal, Bill. Tell me more. Our
3: brake rebate is still on until June 30th. $25 per axle with the purchase and installation of motorcraft brake pads, as well as offering a $50 rebate when you purchase two hundred and fifty dollars or more and charge here for a genuine credit card. Some exclusion is apply. As always, we have a low price guarantee on all our tires. If you find the same price within 30 days, we will refund the difference. Stop in. Let us check your battery and top off your washer fluid.
1: Where do I have to go to get those great deals?
3: Come to Quick Lane and Valley Ford on Canal Road between Rockside and Granger in Valley View, just ten minutes from downtown Cleveland. We're open at seven every day. Open late Monday through Thursday till nine, Friday till six, and Saturday till two.
1: Go to quicklane.com/slash Valley Ford Truck.
6: Hey Cleveland, this is Anderson Veragio of the Cleveland Cavaliers. You are
5: listening to the Sports Speak. Good morning, I'm Bob Picosi. It will be the game of the season in the NFL, the 9-0 AFC West leading Chiefs hosting the 8-1 Broncos next Sunday night. But how healthy will Denver quarterback Peyton Manning be? He will undergo an MRI today after absorbing some big hits in yesterday's win over San Diego.
6: Yeah, I'm pretty sore. Pretty sore. It, it, got, it got me. It kind of got me twice uh, in kind of in kind of that lower area. So I imagine I'll be pretty sore tomorrow.
1: So. Lucky
0: Land Casino
1: asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Haha, in my dentist's office, more than once actually. Do I
1: have to say? Yes, you do
0: in the car before my kids PTA meeting.
1: Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
6: Hopefully, tests uh, show show nothing and it's just, just kind of sore and
2: aggravating.
5: But not sore enough to prevent Manning from throwing four touchdown passes. The Miami Dolphins have broiled in controversy over locker room issues will visit Windless tampa bay and monday night football 8 30 eastern time on espn the braves announced this morning they will be moving from turner field in atlanta to a new stadium in cobb county in 2017 their 20-year lease at turner expires following the 2016 season yahoo sports is reporting that the st louis cardinals are continuing discussion, discussions with the colorado rockies about a possible trade for shortstop troy Tulowitzki. baseball's general manager's owners meetings get underway today in orlando Squarespace.com is the fun, easy way to create an exceptional website, and Herd listeners can try it for free. Squarespace provides everything you need, including beautiful templates, 24-7 customer service, and a free domain. To save even more, enter in at Squarespace.com.
3: You're listening to The Sports Fix.
1: Regulators! Malna. It was a clear black
4: night. Welcome back to the Sports Fix, streaming live here on the sportsfix.net. Yeah, that's right. Pulling out some old jabs on the music today. Welcome back to the show. J-Rock with you. Getting ready to go to the phone lines here. Going to talk to my man in just a second. He's having some connection problems here. He has called me and hung up a couple of times here, so we're going to try to figure out what's up on his end. John McMullen from the Sports Network joining us here in just a second. We're going to talk some NFL football week. Man, I'll tell you, Peyton Manning, I'm still chuckling a bit. I, I like how I I like how dry his humor is. He's last night, he was funny. He said, You know, got to get an MRI on the back and the low, no, excuse me, the lower body. Because you know, the Vegas people, you know, that's kind of important, they need to know that stuff. So we'll go get it checked out. But <laughs> he's just, he's so dry with his sense of humor, it's pretty funny. But you know what? That's a big matchup coming up next week. That's one of the things I wanted to talk to John McMullen here. Plus, I kind of want to talk to him about his outlook on the. Browns like I said, he's been here three times now and I have lost him each and each and every time so I'm hoping that everything's okay on his end but man it was a crazy crazy weekend even without the Browns playing this weekend of course, there's still a game tonight, but capped off last night. The Saints just rolled the Cowboys. And, yeah, Jerry Jones <laughs> doesn't look too good, even though, you know, I had my thoughts in the past. We've talked about it with Rob Ryan when he was the defensive coordinator here in Cleveland. But most definitely um, it doesn't make it look good. Um there, There's John McMullen texting me now. I don't know what happened, but I'm going to tell him to call back. Anyways. Um, Doesn't make him look too good making that switch at defensive coordinator there. Saints just absolutely rolled, put up 49 on that Cowboys last night. Looking around, though, I mean, Arizona, you know, Houston, we've talked about them being a runaway train. But to me, I mean, Carolina, they went five in a row now as they took care of San Francisco. Held San Francisco to three field goals, too. I mean, there's so much parity here in the NFL. Jacksonville finally got off the schneid there, got the 29-27 win over Tennessee Philadelphia. Now, who really saw that one coming? Like, of all the games, I think that was the one that I, even with, and obviously you knew you weren't, you were going to have some question marks with the Packers there when it comes to their performance. But to to get rolled 27-13 the way they did, and how about, too, Riley Cooper? I mean, he's on my fantasy team, which is what, Points his perf- production the last few weeks out to me more than just by looking at the headlines and having it pointed out to me, but yeah, how about Riley Cooper? Like the the off season that he had, the off season that he had with the whole situation when he was caught on the video and all all of that, all of the things that we know about and the N word. And was he even going to be able to? Was he even going to be able to play? on the on the uh on the team with those guys. You know what I'm saying? As I'm sitting here trying to change some options as I'm talking to you guys. Sorry for being distracted there, but I want to make sure when John calls back I can get him through here. So anyways, who would have thought though that as he was looking we, we're we're talking, is he even gonna find a spot? Is he going to be accepted? Well, with all the changes and things that have gone down there in Philadelphia, I mean, Riley Cooper has made the most of his opportunity with the injury. We talk all the time how injuries equals opportunity. He has stepped up now week after week with 100 yard games and, and making big catches. And, you know, Michael Vick, you got to think the ship sailed on Michael Vick up there, too, as this offense, you, it's really the tale of two offenses there. When it comes to Nick Foles and Chip Kelly and this Eagles offense, but man, they put it to the Packers yesterday. As I said, I just didn't really see that coming. I I didn't think Philly was going to go into Lambeau and roll the Packers the way they did, even with the injury problems and all of that with the Packers when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and their quarterback position. So, Wow. I mean, hats off to them. Eagles have now pulled themselves up to five and five. They they find themselves in the same boat as and here's what's funny. The Eagles are five and five, five and one on the road, which means they're oh and four at home. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy that that team. I mean, maybe maybe just Philly just makes it makes it makes it I don't know. I don't know what it is, but they leave Philly, and they play completely different. I mean, and they go on the road there, as I said, and roll roll the Packers in Lambeau. Packers now sitting at 5-4, and four. looking at the standings around. I, I started this off talking about how the results this week show parity around the entire league. And looking at the records, you see that, too. I mean, same thing in the AFC. We're looking, because of the Browns, we're looking, of course, at the AFC North and saying, well, this thing's wide open. But I mean the entire AFC, you take away those top couple of teams here, take away the top teams. Everybody else is within six and four, five and five, five and four, even four and five. That that whole window there of teams that within two weeks can flip-flop each other. Cause that's kind of two games is the most, I think, you know, separation. Other than that, then you need you need circumstances beyond your control to happen. And I'll tell you, yesterday, the biggest result, talking about all of the games, clearly has to be Cincinnati. And, man, what what, it, what a interesting situation a lot of Browns fans found themselves in yesterday as they hit me up, saying, I can't believe this. I'm rooting for the Ravens. I've never done this before in my life. Baltimore, in overtime, defeats Cincinnati, which does us a huge favor here in Cleveland because you've now chipped half a game off of that distance between the Indians, or excuse me, the (laughs) Indians, as I got a comment coming in about the Indians, uh, you chopped a half a game between the Browns and the Bengals there, which now puts even more of a spotlight on the next week's game. I'm going to the phone line. I think I've got my man John McMullen. John, are you with me?
6: Yeah, I'm here, Sherry.
4: What's up my man? I don't know what I don't know what was happening but well, <laughs> technical I'm,
6: difficulties.
4: I'm glad we got you now because I was like boom, I was going to you and you dropped off and I'm like where John go? All right, we're going to get John <laughs> back and then I, I what else can I do? You texted me. I said, "Hang on guys, he's texted me. I answered you on the air." So, it's good to have you back and hey man, this was wasn't this just a just kind of a, a, an odd week here in the NFL. Not odd, maybe, in that it showed the parity, really, that we talk about in the league. I was talking about some of these games while I was waiting on you. I was just finished talking about the Eagles. How about them going into Lambeau, 27-13 victory? They're now 5-1 and one on the road and 0-4 oh and at home, if you can make sense of that.
6: Yeah, and you can't, really. I mean, you know, it was a little bit predictable yesterday. That's a game that you could kind of see, developing simply because Aaron Rodgers wasn't out there for the Packers and for right. all the talk about Lambeau, Mystique, and I always use the line that it, it didn't exist between Bart Starr and Brett Favre, and people kind of forget that. Uh, uh, so, you know, when you have Bart Starr, when you have Brett Favre, when you have Aaron Rodgers, it's really difficult to win in Green Bay. But when you have uh, Seneca Wallace or Scott Colvin, it's all of a sudden <laughs> not that difficult uh and that's what happened yesterday with the Eagles and Packers but uh, i'll tell you a lot of knockout pools uh uh took some took some real hits this this week with Jacksonville winning obviously in Tennessee and also i think a lot of people had Washington over Minnesota on Thursday night so it is a league that is tough to predict from week to week
4: Yeah, that's kind of what I was saying. This week's scores just really show that. You point out Jacksonville, I mean, over Tennessee there. Tennessee thought that maybe they were starting to write the ship. San Francisco, that offense held to just nine points yesterday against Carolina. Does that result to you? Does that say more about San Francisco or Carolina?
6: Well, I think it says a lot about Carolina's defense. For sure. And I, I think a lot of people don't realize, because they're not a high-profile team, uh, how good that defense is. And it's really started to trend upward since the day they inserted Luke Keekley in the starting lineup uh, as a rookie, I believe, in the seventh game. They're, they're the only defense in the top ten versus the pass and versus the run, so they're very consistent. Uh, they're top ten in scoring defense. Uh, the front seven's tremendous, and 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 as I said, Ke- Keekly's pretty much developed into the best inside linebacker in football. Uh, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. And they, what they were able to do, the Colin Kaepernick, who threw for I think 91 yards total in that game, and, and if you take the sacks in, into account, uh, they got to him so many times. Uh, San Francisco ended up with 40, I think, five total pass yards. So. It was a dominating performance defensively for Carolina. And, and I think it's kind of an interesting uh dichotomy if you look at that NFC South race because it really resembles the AFC West in that you have the one great offensive team, New Orleans, against the great defensive team, Carolina, similar to Denver and Kansas City out in the AFC West. So uh, I, I think Carolina is better than people think they are.
4: Yeah, I mean, clearly, and and that just goes to show, like, we talked about, too, what is that, I mean... You know, five in a row for them and that defense, you're right. I mean, I think, though, I think they stopped slipping under the radar a bit after this here, though. I think teams definitely, if they haven't been paying attention, as you said, if people haven't been paying attention, I think that one pops them in there because now there they sit, same record, tied with the 49ers, who so many people had head and shoulders above the other teams there. You know, tell you, a lot of things. The Giants, here come those Giants. They keep ticking away. They've got three in a row now after an 0-6 start.
6: Yeah, and they've taken advantage of a soft spot in their schedule. And, you know, they have a real chance to be the first team to ever start 0-6 in the Super Bowl era and make the playoffs because that NFC East is is not that good. And they're a game back in the loss column. And You know, they've won three straight. Uh, and, and they're set up again next week because Green Bay comes into North Jersey without Aaron Rodgers. It'll be Scott Tolzien again. So, you know, they're not playing well. Uh, Eli Manning uh, still performed poorly yesterday. The defense has picked it up a bit, so that has really turned them around. Uh, but they haven't even during this winning streak. They beat a bad Minnesota team. They beat they beat the Eagles, who were you know in that midst of that Michael Vick, Nick Foles nonsense. They put Mike Vick back in. He wasn't healthy. They weren't impressive, but they won the game. And they weren't impressive yesterday against Oakland, but they won the game. And and You know, people look at the rearview mirror because they've done it in the past. Uh, You know, it seems like every time Tom Coughlin, his job is in jeopardy. They go on a run. They're doing it again this year. I know. Uh, I think it's a little fool's gold this time around. though. I really do, just simply because even though they've been winning these games, uh, they haven't been impressive in any of them, especially offensively. Going back to that – uh, Vikings game, if you remember that game, Eli Manning had thrown uh, uh, an out pattern that was a just an absolute pick six going the other way and the Marcus Sherrills of the Vikings dropped it and I think uh, one play later he also fumbled the punt and the Giants got the ball at the three yard line. That totally turned that game around and that's what started this little run. But as I said, until Eli Manning starts playing better football, I, I don't think the Giants are, are a serious contender, even in that watered-down division.
4: You know what, too? And I agree with you, but I, it is going to be fun to watch. I'd like to see him come close, just because I think that's the NFL's dream, is just to be able to say that an 0-16 made the playoffs. Because at that point, you you could pretty much... Any start to any season, no team can get, no fan base is always going to hear. They're all they're going to hear is, "Well, the Giants went zero and six, and they made it to the playoffs." So it opens up that parity, and it opens up fans' hopefulness even more. If you can even have that team still in the playoff discussion with a couple of weeks left in the season,
6: and they are in the discussion. I yeah, mean, there's you know through nine games for them uh seven games left they are in the discussion they are in the hunt and obviously it 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 has to do with the fact that you know dallas and philadelphia are at the top of that division both playing 500 now if they were in, in you know a division with the chiefs or or the broncos or the you know the saints obviously it would be a different uh they wouldn't be in it but you know they've taken advantage of their situation as i said you know, coming off the bye they had three straight home games and they won the first, they beat Oakland, they have an Aaron Rodgers Green Bay team coming in, and then after that they face Dallas at home. So they could be right back on top of that division in, in, in two weeks from now.
4: That's amazing. That's amazing. You know what else? Another one I wanted to bring up before we get into the AFC North. How in the world does Bernie Cozar's least favorite quarterback, Kellen Clemens, how does he take the Rams to a 30 point blowout of a team that at least in their own mind and a lot of people have true playoff and beyond aspirations this year in the Colts?
6: Well, I think it was a a situation where uh, Tavon Austin just had his coming out party. And, and, you know, if you go back to the draft in April, we all kind of knew this was the most explosive guy in the draft. He wasn't able to put much together. And it's difficult for rookies, especially at the wide receiver position, because they have to learn so much as far as running routes and that. But, you know, with his ball in his hands, I I think the Rams had done a – a poor job, to be honest, uh, so far this season. You, you sort of have to manufacture touches for a player like that. And he showed it yesterday with the 90-yard, 98-yard uh, uh, punt return for a touchdown. He had the two receiving touchdowns over 55 yards. You know, first player in NFL history to ever have three of uh, over 55 in one game. He's the third player of that age to ever have three touch, explosive touchdowns like that in one game, joining... You know, Gail Sayers and Randy Moss. So think about those two, two yeah. names, and you kind of, you kind of know how explosive uh, Tavon Austin is. And the second part of that is, I, I think the Colts got caught in a situation, and and this is a, a a trouble spot for them, because I think it happened earlier in the year too, when they went to San Diego. They had beaten Seattle, uh, and they had Denver on the horizon, and they kind of laid an egg in in, in San Diego. In this situation, I, I think they kind of looked ahead. It was a non-conference game. They had two two games in the, the next three weeks with Tennessee, which was in second place, is still in second place. And I think they kind of looked ahead. And, and once the snowball got going down the hill the wrong way, it was tough to stop.
4: Yeah, and we know that. That's that's part of sometimes when those blowouts like that happen too. I mean, that's I'm looking around the scores yesterday, going, man, what this is a, a flipped around week here in the, in the NFL, you know. Now look at the AFC North here specifically. Pittsburgh defeated Buffalo but more more important I think to Browns fans that Baltimore Cincinnati game I said it I had a lot of Browns fans hitting me up yesterday saying this is crazy because I have to sit here and root for Baltimore because it you know it behooved the Browns for the Bengals to lose and they did in overtime Baltimore with that victory there uh definitely now is as if it wasn't before that AFC North just wide open and that Browns Bengals matchup now coming up this weekend huge because the Browns can virtually tie Cincinnati for first place with a win
6: yeah they're game back in the loss column and and Cincinnati's really uh, come back to the pack with two consecutive losses and It's the same old bugaboo for the Bengals. It's, you know, we thought Andy Dalton got over the hump a little bit. Now he's got two back-to-back games with three interceptions, and he's just not playing well. And you add to the fact that the Bengals have had so many injuries, especially on the defensive side of the ball, but I I, I think that Geno Atkins' injury a couple weeks ago in in Miami, I think that's the one that's really going to hurt them moving forward because you can make a strong argument that he's the best interior defensive lineman in the NFL. So it's not like you just replace a player like that, and, and that's one that I think is going to stick with him. And, and you know, for all the talk of Cleveland and the bouncing back and forth between quarterback and quarterback and quarterback, you know, as we said, a game loss, a game back in the loss column, with a chance to go to Cincinnati. And 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 put you in a virtual tie for first place because you you would be even in that that all important loss column. So it's a big it, it's a big game. There's no other way to say it. Uh, Jason Campbell's healthy now. The ribs are you know it, it was important to have that bye week to have that a extra week of preparation. And this is this is a big test for the entire organization from you know the rookie head coach on down. And it's a, it's a situation that they didn't think they'd be in, and they they have to be happy they are in it.
4: Right, and not just does it put you in that virtual tie for first place, but it would give you the tiebreaker over Cincinnati by having both of the head-to-head victories. So that could help you out down the road too. And I mean, those injuries are you are no nothing to look past, like you said. I mean, that defensive secondary they were banged up the first time we played, and they're much more banged up now, as you said, I mean, it is the ideal time for the Browns and the way they handled them the first time they played this season makes, I'm telling you, it's going to be a, it's definitely going to be a good game. It's always a rivalry game with the Browns and the Bengals, but with this is the first time in a long time that that game has had some, some meat to it, as far as stakes and things coming down the road, that's going to be something to see. Let's talk about those Browns here. You and I get a chance as we're at the bye week, they're going to take on Cincinnati this week. What are your thoughts on the second half here for the Browns? Because they had the ping pong ball at quarterback in the first half, but I think we can both concede that's not going to be barring injury. The situation going forward, the quarterback position will be settled for the second half of the season. So how do you see the second half playing out for the Browns with the schedule that they've got and the teams that they've got in front of them?
6: Well, you know, I think I think so much of it does depend on Jason Campbell and he's performed so well uh this second uh second time in the lineup. You know, his passer ratings well above 100. Uh he's been able to extend plays. He hasn't thrown an interception yet, which has you know, been a problem in the past, it, it, taking care of the football, but uh, what i think has been most impressive with him since he's gotten a second chance is what i is that ability to extend plays and and that's when a guy like Josh Gordon can be so effective down the field when you know guys are are, are breaking down and 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 looking into the backfield and you have a, a just a big played guy like that and i, I don't underestimate I, I don't think people should underestimate you know how much impact he's made on that team since he returned from the suspension, because it's really giving you that field stretcher and 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 you know the threat of popping the top on the defense, which is very very important, especially for a team that has had no running game to speak of. I mean, we 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 continually expect you know Willis McGahee to start to get his legs under him a, a little bit more, but you know let's be honest, he's averaging under three yards a rush and. You know, I don't think he's had a run for over 20 yards so far this year. So, you know, not having that running game hurts, uh, but the fact that you have now two big threats on uh, outside the numbers, especially when you can put uh, a hybrid tight end like Jordan Cameron, a guy who can create those mismatch, it, it really makes opposing defensive coordinators think. And, you know, this is a big stretch. The next three weeks, I think, will tell the tale. And you're at Cincinnati. And the thing you have to understand about the Bengals is, you know, they're 4-0 and at home. So, you know, they're 2-4 and on the road, but they haven't lost in Cincinnati yet. So that's a difficult test. And then you have two home games that, that are winnable, Pittsburgh and Jacksonville. Yep. So basically, if you can run the table over these next three weeks, somehow get that win against Cincinnati – and then take care of business against two teams you should beat, I think then you start really thinking about the what was the unthinkable. Let's be honest. At the beginning of the season, you start thinking about an AFC North title.
4: You're right, because that's run, you talk about running that three-game table. If you run that, you're in the driver's seat. You're, you're controlling your own destiny for the rest of the way. And during the bye week, and I, I want to ask you, because I took my Browns hat off, but – I truly think that looking at a lot of these teams, especially in the AFC, the Browns are one of the few teams um, taking out the top couple of teams. But the Browns are one of the teams that have to me are playing better as each week goes by and getting better throughout the season than a lot of the other teams. That is what I think projects to me in the second half as them being able to make a run here is I like the way they seem to have improved as this season has gone on.
6: Yeah, I mean, I I think uh, we've we've talked about it since early in the season. I I think you've seen that constant incremental improvement on the on the de- defensive yep. side of the ball, which has I I think has been pretty consistent. You know, the offense has been more herky jerky, but I think that stems from the the quarterback position and, and the fact that you know you've gone back and forth between three guys. So I think that's natural. And also, don't underestimate some of the injuries on the offensive line early in the season, and, and the fact you get Sean Laval back. I think that helps a lot. Uh, you know, but again, I, I think I think really developing a running game would would really give this team an extra oomph down the stretch, especially when things start getting cold. Uh, and and that's the one concern because I really haven't seen any evidence that that that's coming over the horizon.
4: Yeah, my hopes are that during the bye week they did something. Whether it's more plays for Obinaya, I don't know what it is. Even if it's more runs with the wide receivers, you've just you've got to keep Working on fixing that running game, because if not, no matter what, like you said, as this weather changes, that's a big part of it. This is Cleveland. You know, next week when we talk, we are going to have a hell of a week to talk about. This is a marquee bunch of games coming up, looking at the NFL slate for next week. I mean, you've got not just this Cleveland Cincinnati game we're talking about, but I mean, you've got some. Look at besides Kansas City and Denver, you've got San Francisco and New Orleans, New England and Carolina. You have got some good games coming up this weekend.
6: Yeah, really. Those, uh, you know, From Sunday afternoon, you got, as you mentioned, 49ers, Saints, and then the Sunday night game is the Chiefs and Broncos, and then you finish it all up on Monday night with the Patriots and Panthers. Those are, as you mentioned, three marquee games, and and there's other, I mean, Washington, yeah, Philadelphia is key in the NFC East, Indianapolis and, and, and Tennessee on Thursday night is key in the AFC South, and Obviously, Cleveland, Cincinnati is 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 really uh, a chance for the Browns to tighten the screws on the Bengals in the in the north. So there's a lot of important games, and it, it had to happen at some point because we've had a couple lull weeks where you haven't really had those great matchups, and it really starts to pick up this week.
4: And it works out that it's closer towards the tail half of the season, of course. But, yeah, that's what you get. So now you get some of these some of these upper teams knocking each other off. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch some football, not just here in Cleveland, but if you're a football fan. And we're going to talk about it next Monday, John. Can't wait. Browns bye week's over now. The snowball starts rolling downhill as we work towards the end of the season. Looking forward to having you with us again next Monday as we keep talking about it.
6: Hey, it's always fun. Thanks for having me, Jerry.
4: John McMullen from the Sports Network. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to shift. We'll talk a little football. We're going to talk Buckeyes football, a little Browns football, some Indians offseason stuff, maybe a little Cavaliers, a cornucopia. You know, it is November. We are getting to Thanksgiving time, you know, like Pilgrims and Indians. We'll make a cornucopia of sports talk with Dan Wismar from the Cleveland fan when he joins us next live here on the Sports Fix.
1: We here at The Sports Fix are very in-depth when we interview the sports stars.
5: Oh, I saw the whole thing, dude. First you
1: were all like, whoa. And then we were like, whoa. And then you were like, whoa. What are you talking
5: about? (laughs) You got serious thrill issues, dude.
4: (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Maybe not, but you should still listen. As we head into this break, I just want to remind you the Sports Fix, proud to be partners with Quick Lane at Valley Ford Truck, 5715 Canal Road, just under the 480 Bridge in Valley View, Ohio. Bill Hershey and Bill Opelich, I tell you about them each and every day. They'll take care of you. Number one, huge Cleveland sports fans, but they're good people, hardworking people, trustworthy people. I don't just come on here. I tell you this all the time. I don't just come on here and talk about places and people that want to buy advertising on the show. I talk about people and products that I believe in and Quick Lane at Valley Ford truck is one of those places. Whether you've got a truck, car, van, commercial vehicle, big or small, it doesn't matter. They'll fix them all. They're the home of the low price tire guarantee. Find a matching set of tires cheaper anywhere else, and they'll match the price guaranteed. No questions asked. No matter what it is, hey, and they understand in 2013 that there's transportation issues. People need to get to school, to work, to daycare. All those things need to get done, and the car needs to get fixed, and they'll figure out a way to make that happen for you. Check them out. Quicklane.com slash Valley Ford truck and find out that life really is better in the quick lane. It's an addiction.
5: The Sports Fix will be right back
4: you love Cleveland and you already know how much we love Cleveland you know who else loves Cleveland GV Art and Design Design. everyday fans you and I wear our pride on our sleeves now you can wear your pride on your chest GV Art and Design has one of the hottest Cleveland sporting lines log on right now to GVArtwork.com. check out all of their fantastic designs and don't forget use the sales code fix to save 10% on your total purchase follow GVArtwork.com on Facebook and remember GV Art and Design it's not just a shirt it's a a statement
3: The Sports Fix is now available every day on the world's largest internet radio service, iHeartRadio. Download the free iHeartRadio app, subscribe to the show, and get your fix. At the corner of Carnegie and Ontario, it's basketball time at the Cleveland Rocks! Have you gotten your copy of Cleveland's Finest yet, highlighting the best moments, players, and media members in Cleveland sports history? <laughs> In-depth, personal interviews with some of the top names in Cleveland sports fill the pages of this incredible book. Joe Dave, Fred McLeod, Hector Marinero, discussing the most intimate and sometimes controversial details of the largest moments in our town's sports history. The
5: Indians have won the
3: divisional title. A perfect game by Len Barker. What a win for the the first book written from the players' point of view, with the media that covered it and the fans that watched. Finally, the true stories are told. From a miracle in Richfield to the NBA Finals. And the
5: Pistons have been
3: From a perfect game to a World Series one pitch from victory. The, have won the World Series. From a Wildcat High School dynasty to the golden days of the Browns, Barons, and Crunch, this book will change the way the entire sports nation looks at Cleveland. Cleveland, you will have an October! First. Cleveland's Finest by Vince McKee is this year's must have book for every Cleveland sports fan. Available now at Amazon.com. Just in time for the holidays. This is your home run present. Away, copy copy today. today. Portions of the Sports Fix brought to you by GV Art and Design. It's not just a shirt, it's a statement. GVArtwork.com.
2: Hey, Cleveland, this is Ed Doherty, voice of San Wildcat Football, and you're listening to the Sports Fix.
4: Welcome back to the Sports Fix, streaming live on thesportsfix.net, on I'm Mixler, on Spreaker, the mobile app, and on digital delay 24-7, on iHeartRadio, iTunes, and so many other platforms. Welcome back into the show. J-Rock with you during the commercial break. I see my guys in the chat room going nuts here, talking about some high school football. Good weekend of high school football. And they are right. They, the rematch is coming. The Iggy Ed's rematch. They're working their way towards it. Both schools with victories this weekend. Ed's in Cleveland Heights. That's going to be a good game coming up this weekend. We'll talk some High school playoffs a little bit later on in the week. I'm getting ready to go back to the phone lines right now. Every Monday, my man Dan Wismar joins us. Usually, we're looking back at the Ohio State Buckeyes and what they did over the past weekend, which so far this season has been a bunch of victories. But today, we're going to switch it up. Buckeyes didn't play, so we're just going to talk about whatever. Who knows? Actually, we'll talk some Bucks, some Browns, some Indians. It's always a good time. As I said, in honor of Thanksgiving, we'll talk a cornucopia of sports with my next guest, Dan Wismar, the Cleveland fan. Dan, always a great time to have you on the show. Welcome in.
2: Thanks, G. Rod. Good to be with you as usual. Uh, we're at the three-quarter poll for college football, and uh, you know it's a off week. And just look back a little bit on uh, on the first nine games of the Buckeye season, and so maybe we can talk a little bit about that. But uh, what's on your mind today?
4: Well, you know what? We did look back last week. Right now I want to just look back at this past weekend because we talked about those big games that were on the slate. What are are your thoughts? Looking at, of course, Alabama with the victory. I really thought LSU might be able to have a game with them, but obviously we see that didn't play out. But Stanford with the win over Oregon, not too big, but a victory. Baylor, big victory over Oklahoma. How do you see what happened this weekend, if at all? affecting the landscape for ohio state going forward
2: well first of all i think it was good for osu fans that oregon came back and scored 20 quick points at the end of that football game right uh, 26, 26 20 looks a lot better than 26 to nothing and it, it looked like there was going to be such a resounding overwhelming stanford win that uh, that they might lead Prague, ohio state i i I really don't see that happening, even if the score hadn't been quite that close. I I, I realistically don't see it happening, but that was, I know, a concern for some from Buckeye Rooters. On balance, uh, Alabama, extremely impressive. I mean, I I I had not seen more than maybe a game and a half to two games of Alabama this year. Um, They were really more impressive than I was expecting them to be. So sharp, so... uh, fundamentally strong and sound, and they just don't beat themselves. Those linebackers, De Priest and Mosley, are just uh, unreal uh, with the speed and just athleticism. Uh, I was just so impressed with McCarron. Uh, the first two or three throws, he was a little bit off target, but then he, he was just so sharp the rest of the way, uh, just solid. And, and the running game is unbelievable. The, the duo of Yeldon and Drake is it's just a one-two punch that is just almost unfair. Uh, so, so they really solidified themselves, in my mind, as the best team in the country. I I said to somebody yesterday that I think they would beat uh, Florida State by, by more than 10 points. Um, I think even there's that much of a gap there, and it's it's almost depressing because uh, they're just so good and they have been for so long uh, that they really have... Uh, have been dominant in the game of college football. And unfortunately it doesn't look like anything has changed.
4: What are your thoughts? You know, comparing a little bit, okay. You say you think that they would beat Florida state. Well, what do you think the difference is just theoretically in your head between Alabama and Ohio state at the point that the Ohio state Buckeyes football team finds themselves at right now?
2: I think it's probably about that same, uh, that same difference. I think that they, they are so solid and just wear you down. um, I think Ohio State and Florida State would be a very good game. Uh, And I think the Buckeyes could play on the same field. I don't think they're going to get blown out by anybody. Uh, um, I believe that they could give Alabama a game. But I I, I do think that in the end, uh, Alabama is a notch above number two and number three and number four and number five right now. Um, So, yeah, I, I think the similar result would be if Alabama played Ohio State. I still think we're talking about more than a touchdown.
4: I'm sitting here looking. I got the I just pulled the BCS in front of me here with the actual numbers. I mean, it's what? Looks like it's less than point seven, or that separates Florida State and, and Ohio State. They've moved up a little bit now, a point eight nine in the BCS standings numbers there. Uh realistically, I mean looking ahead and Michigan, by the way, I mean, what does it say for your program when you've now lost three conference games in what people call a weak Big Ten conference? Does not help the Buckeyes at all, that's for sure.
2: No, it doesn't. But I think we're probably three or four weeks removed from the time when yeah. <laughs> strength of schedule meant anything real to the Buckeyes' chances to play in the title game. I, I think that it, people that want to concern themselves with strength of schedule um, are kidding themselves uh, that the Buckeyes could somehow jump over one of the undefeated. It's just not going to happen. Um, so you know and and people tend to look at strength of schedule selectively too i mean the other uh, a week or so ago ohio state had the 88th ranked schedule strength of schedule the 88th strongest schedule out of 123 fbs teams and you hear a lot about the strength of their schedule but 89 was oregon you don't hear people crying and moaning and and and, and you know dissing oregon because their schedule was the 89th toughest in the country uh, you you hear a lot about the osu schedule so Uh, right now, like I said, strength of schedule means little um, because unless Florida State or Alabama loses, Ohio State's going to find themselves, best-case scenario, playing in the Rose Bowl against probably Stanford. So very little that happens to any of the other teams around them other than Alabama and Florida State is likely to be able to change that at all.
4: And I'll tell you what, looking at what these guys have left on the schedule, you almost got to think and – it, it, and this is what makes it really unlikely for Buckeyes fans – is you gotta think it's more likely that Alabama gets tripped up in their last few games here than Florida State, just because and I think you touched on it last week. When you've got Syracuse, Idaho, and Florida, you know, coming up down the stretch. I mean, it may be the Florida game because you've got the rivalry, you never know what can happen in those games. But, you know, once Alabama at least they've still got Auburn and they've still got the SEC title game to come down the stretch. So there's I wouldn't you agree there's more of a likelihood for Alabama to trip than Florida State based on the paper schedule
2: no doubt uh we did talk about that last week and i i think uh alabama had realistically three shots at a loss lsu auburn and and the uh, sec championship game presumably in missouri so uh all three of those teams are good uh florida state plays nobody good and that i include florida and that group florida has yeah, got to be I'm... a disheartened group of football players right about now and and, and uh must champ uh, certainly a. Uh, a coach on a
4: proverbial hot seat, wouldn't you say? Yeah, for sure, you know. So, I mean, I was just saying, that's why I'm going, well, maybe the rivalry game, maybe, you know, maybe they show up. Who knows? I mean, Appalachian State did beat Michigan once. You never know what could happen.
1: Yeah, that's true. I that mean, was meant to uh,
4: and be anything funny. Can happen,
2: but, yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> certainly, um, no, but, you but know, yeah. Alabama has the, has the tougher way to go. But, boy, after seeing them the other night, uh, it's hard to imagine them letting up now. Auburn has has a nice team this year, and that's always a uh, a brutal game. And not the year, Auburn won it all. They were down twenty eight nothing to Alabama and came back and won the ball game. So uh, hard to hard to make any predictions on that.
4: <laughs> vishon in the chat room just said, "Florida just lost to Vandy, and this isn't your grandfather's Vanderbilt."
2: <laughs> <laughs> How true that is. Yeah, Florida really. Uh, just in shambles right now and Florida, you know parallel to michigan you, you brought up michigan just an awful situation there uh, where uh you know oh. the word is that Pope's going to have another year but there's going to have to be some kind of a house planning on offense because uh al borges offense just isn't getting it done most people expect borges to retire um because if he doesn't he won't have a job he'll, he'll resign or get fired uh, up there at michigan but yeah they're uh the, the, the Connecticut game and the Akron game should have uh, should have been omens uh turns out uh Michigan's just not all that good um, and uh while while Buckeye fans are relishing uh, some of that uh, you know some people are still also clinging to the idea that Michigan has to be good for Ohio State to look good when we beat them right. um, I don't know like I said uh those style points are meaning less and less as the season goes along and and uh, only a only a loss by uh, by one and two will will serve the Buckeye as well. Although the See, a Rose Bowl between OSU and Stanford could be a very compelling football game.
4: Yeah, somebody actually in the chat room already brought that up and said OSU Stanford would be a great game too. So obviously that's one that a lot of football fans are are interested in with the possible matchups here. Me personally, I'm just going to say that if anybody from that state up there is listening, I disagree with all of that talk. Don't change anything. Stick with what you've got going. I think I think you got to give it some more time. I think you've got to give it at least another four year recruiting cycle. Let just stick with the course. Stay with what you're doing up there, guys.
2: You know just it's funny that, that uh, recruiting has been Polk's uh, <laughs> best. The, you know the the best aspect of his time at Michigan. He's been recruiting his butt off up there, and uh, unfortunately, it hasn't translated yet to results on the field. The development hasn't been there. They they've got. Ten five-star offensive linemen, and they can't put five on the field that can play and, and that can block. Uh, it's just been a nightmare uh, on the offensive line for them. And uh, obviously, that's the coordinator's issue. Hoke uh, seems strangely detached from it all. He doesn't wear a headset on the sidelines. You don't know how much he's actually contributing to what's going on on the field uh, during the game. Uh, so uh, yeah, it it's a uh, it's a situation that's got the Michigan fans up in arms and. Uh, trying to make excuses, but and it would be a, a terrible thing to admit another hiring mistake uh, after the Rich Rod hiring mistake, uh, a second consecutive one. Um, so they gonna, they're going to they're going to hold on and grasp at straws and try to justify things for another season and and hope next year goes better for them.
4: See, guys, Dan Wisbar from the Cleveland Fan, a much nicer person than I am because he uses words like, unfortunately, when discussing the perils of the Michigan Wolverines, I would never use that word because it's not unfortunate at all. Unfortunately for them, (laughs) I don't feel that way, but you know, I'll tell you though, Ohio state, like you said, they, right now, all they can do is win the games they've got in front of them. Wednesday, We'll talk about that coming up they, as they come down the stretch here. But I want to talk to you, too. It's actually perfect because I didn't get around to it earlier in the show. You know, with the winter meeting starting this week, you've got the general managers meetings and you've got the other things start to pick up. But you know what? Something I was looking at some of the people, some of the names and things as I was getting ready for today's show. And I know you're a big tribe fan as well. And and I'd love to talk to you about this. The thing is, is looking at and I and I get the The benefit of getting dozens and dozens of messages of people with their trade scenarios and hey, what if we did this and sign that guy? I'm curious where the money is going to come from because I'm looking at the, the Indians right now have about a seventy or so million dollar payroll committed, and that's without Ubaldo or Kasmir or any of this other stuff that we're talking about right now. That's just committed in what they've got, and they're only going to go. They're talking about 80 maybe they'll go 85 or so million on the payroll that's 10 or 15 million dollars to me i don't know exactly i think people's expectations might be too high for what the indians are going to do in free agency this year because you you've got like 10 million dollars to work with
2: yeah you're right i think uh you know you certainly have some limitations in the market that we're in uh and maybe those expectations are high. They, I think they're hoping that some of those acquisitions that they made last year uh, have better second seasons. Specifically, born in born in Swisher, uh, the, the the talk has been, of course, uh, the last couple of days that that they're looking at switching Santana to first base full time and Gomes be your starting catcher. The other issue that they're talking about is uh, is what do you do with Casimir, Uh you know, I, I saw a number floated today, two years fifteen million. If you if you can get Casimir for two years of fifteen million, maybe a club option uh for a third year. But that seems that... like a smart move to solidify that rotation behind, you know, the other four guys, presumably, you know, Masterson and uh Kluber and and uh oh the um McAllister. Uh, so so you're you're looking to get that fifth guy in that rotation and uh, then, then today her ruler floated about David Price uh, Indians being a, a sleeper in the teams that might be interested in Price, although uh, the price for him uh, is going to be every every good prospect you've got from Salazar to Lindor and on down the line.
4: Yeah, You know what? We talked about that, too. I don't know if I've ever brought it up with you, but I, then you get into the whole debate of, price and ubaldo you're looking in the similar price range because besides the fact that ubaldo you can just sign david price you would have to trade for whereas you're still going to deal with some of the same issues uh what, what would be your preference if you could get one of those two would you prefer david price or would you rather the tribe work out something with ubaldo
2: well i think you have to look at the years left on the contract i think with price if i'm not mistaken you're only buying two years of David Price. Right. Uh, if if you trade for him, you've got him through 2015, and then you're talking mega dollars and so you're really renting Price for two years at least. If you try to sign O'Baldo, you could you could go as many years as you dare. Uh, <laughs> let's say three, maybe four, three with an option or something like that. So at least you'd be, you'd be getting. I think Price is superior pitcher. I'd rather have a little, uh, you know a lefty in the in the rotation and. And you don't know when uh, Ubaldo might go back to revert to bad Ubaldo. But uh, so I guess to answer your question, I guess I'd prefer price with the caveat that it's only two years of price. And and that I don't think would be worth giving up a Salazar or a Lindor, let alone both.
4: Yeah. And see, that's the thing is that you go, that, that's the thing is, is you're right. It would take a heck of a package to get him in my opinion, from Tampa Bay. So I don't know. I mean, this is all stuff that's up in there. I mean, we've heard a lot of stuff, too. I've heard, you know, a lot of people thought that the Cardinals were really interested in being a trade partner, perhaps for Azjubo Cabrera. But now we're hearing that they may be down in the final stretch of perhaps doing something with the Rockies and Troy Tulowitzki there, which would take that because I was in the Cardinals were one of the teams I was interested in if we were going to move if we were going to move cabbie, that was one of the places that I was interested because in, they've got such that depth of minor league talent and especially pitchers. They, their farm system is great. And I thought, you know what, if I'm going to, if I'm going to take my shot at a couple of prospects, that's a organization I'd like to take them from. So, you know, there's a move that a lot of people thought might be coming, but if you don't move quick, you know, everybody who <laughs> keeps on moving around you. So, But I mean, I'm just looking and I'm thinking of the holes and I'm thinking I'm looking at the payroll and I'm like, man, unless the Indians add to this payroll, they they do not have a lot of money to work with. Now, of course, the other thing, too, that's in the equation is, don't you think they should be working now on trying to extend Justin Masterson and get him get some kind of a at least base conversation of a multi-year contract going? That should be right at the top of the list as well, because otherwise – you've got a problem coming down the road with him.
2: No doubt. Yeah, I think it's important to get Masterson signed. And the other thing is that all the as-druble to St. Louis talk has started last year, and and the fans, and I'm talking about maybe the marginally informed fans of of the Cleveland Indians were looking at all that St. Louis pitching and talking about, yeah, we'll trade him as-druble, and they've got Rosenthal, and they've got Waka, and they've got Shelby Miller, and they've got Martinez. And, And meanwhile, that... Raucous laughter coming from St. Louis was, uh, was evident because there, there's no way that they were going to even think about parting with Rosenthal or Waka or Shelby Miller for Israel Cabrera. which was just never going to happen. And, and it was Indians fans kidding themselves that Israel might be worth one of Shelby those. Shelby Miller.
4: I keep getting that one thrown at me now by fans that go, don't you think this is a great trade that the Indians should make? And I'm like, well, yeah, for the Indians, but it takes two people to make that trade. You know what I mean?
2: Exactly. Yeah, that was just that was just never going to happen. And as Brubel, uh you know, Cabrera, his trade value now is way less than what it was in June or July. Uh, I, I just think he had a, another of his – uh, characteristic second half fades where you, you question his uh, his intensity and his effort and, and his want to as they call it. Uh, I just uh, I think that that is you know once is a problem uh, you know two or three times uh, in a career uh, becomes a trend and I think it's a disturbing trend for Cabrera that that minimizes his trade value.
4: You're right. I mean, Mike Brandenberry from Did the Try Win Last Night, he joins us, you know, pretty much weekly here during the season, during the off season, and he kind of had the same feeling that they they may find that the trade market is just not what they want, and they're not looking to just give Azdrubal Cabrera away, so they may go into the season with him and and just go forward and see what progresses throughout the season if the right deal's not there. They're not just hanging a sign out that says, somebody come take Azdrubal Cabrera off our hands.
2: Right, and, and I think right now the Indians have to look at, you know, their their farm system is just now starting to come back, and I think you have to really look at some of these top draft choices. I'm talking about Tyler Naiklin, I'm talking Tyler about Clint Aiklin. Frazier, I'm talking about Lindor, I'm talking about Salazar. Those four kids, I, I just think you have to consider them untouchable. Um, right now you've got to let that play out and, and see how they can help you at the major league level, even if it is two and three years down the road. Um, you just can't draft kids number one year after year and then continue to trade them away on maybes like they did with White and Pomeranz. Uh, you know, two number ones in a row that they traded away. Obviously, it, it worked out fairly well in 2013 for Ubaldo, but um, that's a one-year deal instead of uh, having a guy that you can control for uh, for six, seven years.
4: Absolutely, you know. And then, of course, offensively too. And you know what? You're right. When you talk about – they're obviously – they're banking on the equivalent of one free agent signed being those guys that you mentioned, Swisher and Bourne specifically, having better seasons than they did last year, which is going to make a significant uptick in the offense together. And I think that realistically, I think you go into the season – banking on one of the two of them. It doesn't you don't know which one, but I, I don't think you can go into and I don't think they'll fool themselves into going into the season expecting them both to bounce back, but I think if you get a bounce back from at least one of them, then you're you've come out ahead in the category.
2: Yeah, that's right. And and the other guy that I think you need to look at in the same sense of Masterson is is Brantley in terms of needing to lock a guy up that's been a yeah. steady you know, productive player for you. Brantley's not flashy, but but uh, boy, the kid just hits with runners on base, and, and uh, he ended up hitting for a fairly high average in the 280 ballpark. And, and how many guys on this roster do you have that, that you can say that about? Um, so even though you, you might want to be careful about how much you commit to a Michael Brantley going forward, you better commit something, and you better lock down uh, those guys that do produce for you Uh, because the other players are looking and seeing how you handle those
4: situations. And I'm with you on Brantley. I think that he's shown enough that you do what you got to do. I think he's improved upon himself year after year. I think he's really stepped up. And I like him. I like what he's turning into, and I I think that's your guy. If you're looking, if this is back in the 90s and you're looking to lock up that group of guys, he's at the top of that list. He's one of those guys you get, and I I think him and Masterson both, that should be priority. So there's actually, I think, a lot of things that can happen for the Tribe this offseason that won't be so obvious to the to the average fan, that these were moves that are going to help them going forward because they've got some of these other issues. I just don't expect a big flashy. You know, I think now I do think they can get. I do think they can get somebody big and flashy, but it's not coming through a free agent signing. It's coming through a trade.
2: I think you're right that that's more likely. And and frankly, on the pitching side of things, <clears throat> there are uh, Scott Kazmir is is preferable to me than an awful lot of the names from the Bruce Chens and some of these other oh, guys, the yeah. names I've heard floating around that are available. Uh, give me Casimir. I, I like what you saw. If you can get him for a reasonable price and, and two years at 15, sounds like it might be reasonable. Hell, you, you, you threw $7 million down the tube with Brett Myers last year. Uh, surely you can commit $7 million, or $7.5 million a year to Scott Casimir, uh when you're only uh, committing yourselves for two more seasons.
4: Think about that. Exactly. You spent $7 million on a guy who did nothing for you. I would totally go two years, 15. And I'll be honest, I would do that for here For Ubaldo, I agree. Some of the guys in the chat room here, I'm right with you guys. I would go. I would go $14 million for for Ubaldo. Maybe even $15, i would go three years, too. I truly believe that that's a contract that the Indians can do and can be comfortable with. I think if it doesn't get... Out of that range, I, I think the Indians are not as out of this, but I do think they end up out of it because I'm sure that it ends up crazy. I wouldn't be surprised if Ubaldo ends up getting just an absolutely ridiculous contract from some team that's got that extra 25 million to spend this off season and gives it to a guy like Ubaldo.
2: Yeah, I think you might see him end up three years at uh, 40 or three years at you know 37 or something like that. Uh, which uh, which I think is too much for a team like the Indians to really give see up. three it's years for thirty seven,
4: three for thirty seven. I'd take that all day and twice on Sunday. And I think the Indians. You, you, you want too. to go?
2: You want to go three years on a ball That's it's the it's the years, not the dollars, with a yeah. that concern
0: me.
4: I agree uh, so with you I'm, there. I know what you're saying. That that becomes tricky, but at the same time, man, he's still got he still got a lot of career in front of him. And if he is the guy that you think he is now and that's a bargain 3 years from now.
2: You're right and and you you know even though you that's don't expect tough. to get a hometown discount with the Baldo, you do expect that he at least understands how uh, Callaway has turned his career around and and that that comfort level might mean something on the bottom line for him as he looks at the at the different options that he has for next year.
4: And I'll throw this out there, too. While everybody's jumping up and down for us to sign, and I love Masterson. I want us to work a multi-year deal, as I just said earlier in this segment. But everybody jumping up and down, let's not forget that he's a lifetime 500 pitcher. He did most definitely did not have a great season last year. There were a lot of people ready to, you know, cast the rope. Not like they don't cut the rope on anybody, but they were ready to cut the rope on him, too. And now a year removed from that... There's people wanting us to sign him as well. So I'm saying it goes to show you that the same thing could be said in reverse for Justin Masterson that you're saying about Ubaldo. Regardless how how they got where they're at now, you've just got to project how many more years they're going to be what you got now. Because who's to say that you don't sign just it's, it's anybody, any long-term contract. Who's to say you don't sign somebody and it falls apart, whether it's Justin Masterson, whether it's Ubaldo. We've seen it you know, time and time again. It's just a matter of your gut. What does it tell you? What does your research tell you? I just, man, I've been an Ubaldo guy. I thought that he had the comeback when he was still down. I I said, this guy's got the stuff. So that's why I think it's going to stick because I think we saw it come. I don't know, man. I'm an Ubaldo guy. I think that Ubaldo can be the most dominant guy any given night when his mind's into it. And I think his mind's into it now, but that's just me.
2: Well, yeah, and you, you wonder. You always wonder about contract years, and guys step up and have big years, and, yeah. and somehow when the when the money gets uh, gets paid, it, it's not the same. Uh, True. Yeah, to me, the starting pitching, you know, long contracts for starting pitching just is just always such a risk. I'd much rather nice. sign a position player to to four, or five, six year contract. Look at what Detroit has bought into with Verlander. As good as Verlander is, they owe him. Twenty some million a year until 2020. I mean, even last year you saw a little bit of Verlander's. You know, uh, you know, his whole thing beginning to crack a little bit. Uh, You know, he struggled a little bit and he didn't have the greatest postseason. Uh, But uh, you know, you're looking about six years out. You're paying that guy twenty some million per year, and you know he could be he could be finished in a year or two. Uh, yeah, with all right. the wear and tear in that arm, so I don't know. I just worry about starting pitching and extending him out to long terms because it can turn in a heartbeat. And and uh, the guy who looked great this year can can be a dog a year and a half from now.
4: You're absolutely right, and that is the the discussions times a hundred that the Indians front office is having right now as they're trying to figure out the same things that we're trying to figure out. So guess what? We're all in this boat together. Difference is is we don't write the check at the end of the day. So nothing can be a bad decision or it can all be a bad decision as far as we're concerned. Cause we have no skin in the game whatsoever.
2: Exactly. Right. It doesn't hurt a bit. If, uh, you know, if they uh, sign a guy for 20 million and he does nothing, doesn't hurt my pocket one bit. Uh, it, it hurts. So when I go down to the ballpark and watch the product on the field yeah. sometimes, but, uh, anyways, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's fun stuff to, uh, to speculate about in the off season. Hey, yeah, Absolutely. I wanted to mention something to you changing subjects, uh, here. yeah. I, uh, you were talking about Twitter and watching the Cavs and, and and being distressed with the Twitter thing. I end up following a lot of guys uh, out of Columbus, a lot of Buckeye beat writers, a lot of uh, Columbus uh, area pundits, and of course they're mostly Bengals fans down there. You want to talk about a meltdown on Twitter yesterday during that Bengals game? It was they were ready to, they were ready to throw Andy Dalton on the trash heap. It was really kind of funny. I, I was enjoying reading it because it sort of at a distance there, and I'm watching the game on TV, but. Man, oh man, did uh, did Andy Dalton come in for some uh, for some uh, beating on Twitter yesterday by by Bengals rooters. They were just they were ready to just run him out of town on a rail.
4: Yeah, Charles Morgan, one of our listeners, sent me a message during the game. It says, "Hey, did the Browns trade Brandon Weeden to Cincinnati during the bye week? Because Andy Dalton's <laughs> looking a lot like uh, his doppelganger over there, man." And yeah, so and we had so many fans saying, dude, I'm rooting for the Ravens. I don't even know what to do with myself today. So it was a, a conundrum yeah, for the, Browns I thought fans. the
2: best tweet of the day was right after the game when when some guy says, okay, nice job, Ratbirds, now go to hell. So exactly. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, okay, you beat them, now, now the heck with you guys. We can go back to hating you now. <laughs>
4: exactly so Dan Wismar see told you guys it's a cornucopia here we talk about everything here love it good time he's with us every Monday every Wednesday this Wednesday we'll get down to some Buckeye business and we'll look forward to Illinois and we'll look down the stretch for the end of the season okay J-Rock nice being with you as usual talk to you later All right, Dan Wismar from the Cleveland fan we'll be back he's with us on Mondays and Wednesdays we'll be back right after this to wrap things up Cavaliers They're in action tonight against the Bulls. We'll preview it and wrap up the show live when we come back. Plus, I'm giving away a GV artwork T-shirt to end the show next, right here on the Sports Fix. Detroit!
3: Buckeyes fans, J-Rock will be broadcasting live for the biggest game of the regular season as OSU battles that school up north. OSU Michigan in the Sports Fix, November 30th at Wing Warehouse Northfield.
0: Yo, tell me what I want, what I really, really want. Don't tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. Don't tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to really, really, really want.
4: Listen to the Sports Fix if you want to be my
1: lover.
4: Hey, guys, as we hit the break, just want to mention the Sports Fix, of course. Proud to be partners with Harry Buffalo in North Olmsted, home of each and every Browns game day Sunday, the Sports Fix, broadcasting pregame, postgame, and halftime shows live in the house. We're giving away prizes doing some trivia contests, having a great time. Each and every Browns game, whether they win or lose on the field, everybody's a winner because we have a party. Each and every Browns game at the Harry Buffalo North Olmsted. Don't forget as well, they've got Coors Light like College game day Saturdays. Get all your Buckeye action. they are great drink specials on Sundays. Those hair-of-the-dog pitchers are only $10, and that right there turns a bad day and a frown upside down. All of that, Monday night football, your favorite Browns players watching the game with you and so much more. The Harry Buffalo North Olmsted. Just outside Great Northern Mall. We'll see you there for each and every Browns game. Don't forget, Harry Buffalo, proud sponsor of the Sports Face. Join the herd.
5: It's an addiction. The Sports Fix will be right back.
3: Rocks! Have you gotten your copy of Cleveland's finest yet? Highlighting the best moments, players and media members in Cleveland sports history? <laughs> In-depth personal interviews with some of the top names in Cleveland Sports fill the pages of this incredible book. Cleveland's Finest by Vince McKee is this year's must-have book for every Cleveland sports fan. Available now at Amazon.com. Just in time for the holidays, this is your home run present.
0: Get your copy
3: today. Why did I come back here? Back to Cleveland as a manager. It's more than about being a manager. I came home to a city that is familiar with. I spent the first six years of my life here going to the stadium almost every day with my dad, cheering for the tribe, cheering for Cleveland. This is a town that doesn't give up. A lot like being a player, being a Cleveland sports fan takes resilience. The passion is real. The fans are real. Cleveland is a tribe town. This is a baseball town. Football season is party season at Harry Buffalo North Olmstead. And no matter who you root for, everyone wins at Harry Buffalo. Hey. Every Saturday is Coors Light College Football Saturday with, with $6 pictures, four bottles for, for $10, bucks, bucks, and the, the Buckeyes, Buckeyes in, in full HD. HD. Hey. Every Sunday, the Sports Fix is broadcasting live with giveaways and prizes and joining you in watching all the Browns action with With Bud Bud Light beer beer specials specials, and $10 $10 Hair of the Dog pictures. Hey, baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs and have some fun. Plus, every Monday night, catch the Monday night football action with some of your favorite Browns players. Football season is most definitely party season, and your headquarters is Harry Buffalo North Olmsted, all winter long. Harry Buffalo, (laughs) join the herd.
4: Welcome back to the sports fix streaming live here on the sportsfix.net. That's right, life is a highway, baby. We ride it every week, Monday through Friday. We just started this one here. It's gonna be a fun week once again. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff last week was a great week, by the way. We had more we actually had more digital replays of the shows last week than any week. ...thus far since we started this whole new, this different incarnation of the show here six months back. So, pretty cool. A lot of interesting guests. That's the reason why it was so high. So, hey, you guys, you get a chance, go check out the archives. They're on thesportsfix.net. They're on Spreaker.com, Mixler.com, SoundCloud.com. Look for the Sports Fix on any of those. And, of course, iHeartRadio, every single episode of the Sports Fix available, boom, right there on the world's largest digital music provider, iHeartRadio. 66 million people around the world use that to listen each and every day and the Sports Fix is one of the programs they can listen to. So check us out, all of those places. And let me know what you think, too, because I love to talk to you guys after the show and in between shows about all the things going on and get all that feedback from people that go, hey, I'm in Germany. Hey, I'm over here in this place, that place, the other. See, I, I can list like a 100 places, so there's no reason for me to start getting specific. But And it's awesome to go, wow, well, how would you find out about us? When did you start listening? I love that stuff. So never be afraid to hit us up on our social media, email us any of the ways that you can get us comment in the rooms that you listen to the show on. They all take comments and trust me, we love it. We read them and respond to each and every one of them. Hey, getting ready to wrap things up today. I've got a busy day when we get off the air. Uh, for those of you on the inner on Twitter, I will be joining the fellas over at more than a this afternoon. Actually rail J on Twitter. He's, Hook me up, Josh Flander here. We're going to get together and talk a little bit about what the Sports Fix does and how we're successful in the world of new media. So today, more than a fan sports on Twitter, more than a fan.com on the Internet. I'll be sitting down for a exclusive podcast interview. Looking forward to that. Check it out. And I'll feed those to you guys through our social media and stuff when it gets done. You can check that out. Also, check out the interview we did last week media all over the place, I guess. (laughs) Dr. Ron Graham, the good doctor, he did a great piece and an interview on us as well. The movement of the momentum of the Sports Fix, excuse me, the momentum of the Sports Fix, it's great. You can check that out on our social media and all of our our different platforms as well. So some good media going down. Looking forward to sitting down with Josh and more than a fan sports today. That's going to be fun Tonight. Cavaliers game. After all that's done, you sit back and watch the Cavs and the Bulls. Their first meeting of the season. The Bulls are at home. Cavs on the road. Cavs all kind of struggles on the road. Basically, their, their season is the tale of two numbers. 3-0 and at home, 0-4 on the road. They get their fifth opportunity to get off the schneid, as you say. And it's a chance for them to win a road game here. And as I said earlier in the show, first ever career meeting between Kyrie Irving and Derrick Rose. So for those of you that look for the, the star aspect of the NBA games, you've got that as well, too. Battle of a couple of number one draft picks. Chicago, they started the season one and three, but they definitely righted their ship over the weekend. They blew out Utah the other day. Luau Dang had a big game. That was somebody always interested me in perhaps coming and playing a little bit of that small forward here in Cleveland. But tonight... Derek Rose, he's always been successful against the Cavaliers in his career. Those were different Cavs teams, but we don't really know what this Cavs team is on the road yet. Tonight's going to be another chance to see if they can focus, if they can zero in, and how they perform on the road. Going to be a good game either way. Going to be a good game. Dion Waiters, he's, uh, eh, I like what I've seen out of him scoring-wise. He's put some volume in it in the score, and we we've talked about him being a volume score. I still, I actually think Deion Waiters has regressed a little bit from last year to this year, as far as he's still pulling up on too many jumpers and not driving like he was starting to get into that a little bit last year but he's picked his scoring up in the last three games he averaged less than 10 points a game in the first stretch of the season last three games he's 21 points a game so you're going to need contribution out of that too meanwhile dang i talked about him earlier he's at 60 percent shooting in his past three games averaging 23 points carlos boozer 51 points in his last two games. So you've got some stars on both sides. you got some players who are putting some performance down on both sides. Going to be both teams coming in on on a win in their last game. Three and four Cavaliers, two and three Chicago Bulls getting at it tonight at the United Center in Chicago. And it's going to be an interesting test for all of us to see where the Cavaliers stack. I don't want to say stack up because it's early on in the season. But you get a test to see. If any of these road losses, if any of the lessons have been learned, because at some point they're going to beat somebody on the road, it would be nice to see them do it against a good team. And, hey, Chicago not having the best start to their season, so take advantage of that. you got to take advantage of the softness that you've got. I don't know. We're going to find out. That's a tough one. I mean, as much as I'd like to say the Cavs are going to go pull off a victory, that is a tough one to go into Chicago and beat the Bulls, and they've got some, some matchup places as well. Let's we'll see how much – We'll see how much time Bynum plays tonight. That'll be interesting there. That'll be a matchup in the favor of the Cavs when he is on the floor, which it is in most cases, most teams, when he is on the floor. All of that, we'll talk about it tomorrow. We're going to dive into some Cavs basketball, talk about the Cavs and the Bulls, what happened, look at where things are early on in the season. We've got Dr. Football joining us tomorrow talk about some nfl all around the league and here in cleveland dr football's got some mid-season grades he wants to give out doug Plagans, voice of the lake erie monsters he'll be with us tomorrow to catch you up on your monsters action they split that series with utica and the comets the first time ever matter of fact the monsters are back in it tonight they've got rochester on the schedule before we get doug Plagans to come on tomorrow so gonna be a couple of games here to talk about it's 3.05 actually, so it's an early start in Rochester. If you're listening on the radio, get in. If you're listening on AHLLive.com, Monsters at Rochester, game uh, just about an hour and 15 minutes from now. So check them out as well, Lake Erie Monsters action tomorrow. Doug Plagans, he'll be with us live on the show to talk about it, plus so much more like we do each and every day right now. Let's end the show (laughs) a slow Monday, by the way. (laughs) we ended up going two hours. So thanks to those of you that stuck with us. A special holiday edition of the Sports Fix. So, you know, if you you had your day off of work, maybe you got your first chance to listen to the show, I say thank you. Every Monday, we give somebody the chance to win a T-shirt from GV Art and Design. Makers of some of the best shirts in Cleveland. The best, most creative designs. I mean, we talk about them all the time. We give you the chance to win the shirt of your choice every week. How? just by sharing the show and tagging us to let us see that you did it because you are what helps us grow each and every day. Each week we take one of those names and we give them a t-shirt from gvartwork.com and we pull it out of the hopper. So I'm going to go in the hopper now and I'm going to dig in here and I'm going to pull out a name here. Deb Williams deb williams congratulations you have won this week's gv artwork t-shirt of your choice i'll get with you and get you all the details as soon as we go off the air and the hopper is now open next week's hopper is open start sharing the show right now tell somebody else to tune in we'll drop your name in it and we may pull it out next monday and hook you up with a t-shirt from gv artwork check them out gvartwork.com it's not just a shirt it's a statement save 10 percent on any purchase by using the sales code fix we're gonna get out of here we'll see you tomorrow and talk about all that and more same bad time same bad channel where else but live right here on the SportsFix.net. we love you cleveland have a great night and be happy doing it we'll see you tomorrow at noon right here on the sports fix